Hello and welcome to episode 269 of SMART, which as we all know stands for Senescent Matriarch Affects Reunions Through Sacrifice. Ooh, or Superman Marks Arrow versus Return to Screens. No. Oh. <laughs> that one was by mom, by the way. Okay. I am Rediger Q Podcaster, Hello. a.k.a. Trevor, and your name is... Julia Gouli of Internet Fame Dash podcaster correct <laughs> so we have a little bit of news this week we do so the title for the third tom holland spider-man movie was finally revealed after a little bit of uh fun fun, having. fun, and, fun and games with potential titles uh so we now know it's going to be called spider-man no way home mm-hmm. so read into That's that exciting. read into that what you, what will. you will you know so it, many meanings does it mean that he can't go home again after his secret identity was revealed or does it mean that various people from other Multiverses. Realities yeah. get trapped here and they can't get home or whatever. Yep. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but that's exciting. So they um, that comes out this Christmas. I'm very excited. And it was it was a very cute title reveal as well. Like the, the, the little trailer for that was cute. Yeah, they did a fun little video with the cast making Adorable. fun of Tom Holland's inability to... <laughs> keep a secret. Yeah, to keep a secret. <laughs> the other little bit of news this week uh, concerns uh, Superman movies. So... They, out of nowhere, Warner Brothers announced that they are going to do a new Superman movie, but it's going to be completely different. Okay. We're not looking at like a Man of Steel 2 or any equivalent with Henry Cavill. Now, this doesn't necessarily rule that out, although I do think it makes it much less likely, especially if it's successful. This will be a a new, its own new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, remains to be seen if it's on its like its own earth, like the Robert Pattinson Batman thing is, or whether this is like... You know, so in other words, is is Henry Cavill still the official Superman, uh, despite the fact that this new thing will exist in much the same way that Ben Affleck is still technically the main Batman, even with the Robert Pattinson movie shooting? Mm-hmm. Or is this a replacement for Henry Cavill? We'll see. Anyway, they have hired um, writer, I'm probably going to butcher this, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who's mm-hmm. an African-American writer who's had great acclaim first through journalism and activism and then through his writing. Um, nonfiction, fiction. He wrote a highly acclaimed run on Black Panther that mm-hmm. won all sorts of awards and now a little bit on Captain America. So he's going to be writing the script mm-hmm. and J.J. Abrams will be producing okay. for his production company. Cool. So we don't know who's directing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that if J.J. Abrams was going to direct, they would have announced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably someone else will be directing. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams isn't exactly at the height of his uh, acclaim right now, but as a producer, I mean, he's produced tons of great stuff, Lost, Fringe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that he's worked on directly has been hit or miss, especially recently. But um, but as a producer, I think he's very good at shepherding projects and making sure they're of high quality. And certainly as a writer, uh, this guy is, has had a lot of acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a promising thing. And But I mean, Ta-Nehisi Coates, again, sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but his He's very much like, you know, he wrote Black Panther and his Captain America run was very political also. He, mm-hmm. he, has, he has a very political bent to his writing. Mm-hmm. So everybody assumes, especially given rumors that have been swirling around for the past year or so, that Warner Brothers was ac- actively considering like a, uh, a new Superman reboot starring Michael B. Jordan or a Michael B. Jordan type. Uh-huh. Um, that this is going to feature a black Superman for the first time. Oh, cool. Now, would this be, again, we don't know, is this its own Earth? In which case, you could do whatever. Kal-El could be black. It sure. would make exactly Zero as much sense yeah. as him being white, right? Exactly. He could still land in Kansas and be raised by white foster parents, which would be an which would lead to all sorts of interesting potential yeah. differences in store points. Or he could land country. in a different part of the country yeah. or be raised by a different family. 
especially if this in takes other place. continuities like there are multiple the, sorry there are multiple yeah like stories. red sun except he's yeah. raised by you know an, an american but there was another black one. family instead of you know i'm Soviets. thinking of the one where the, the multiverse story or the outer continuity story where uh superman um was part like part zod and he landed and was adopted by a mexican family Yes, yeah, the the Justice League Gods the and Monsters, yeah, the Bruce yeah. Tim uh, alternate alternate yeah, universe. Yeah, so there movie. have been lots of yeah, which leads to him having potentially different views on different everything, views, yeah, different priorities, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think so. Again, yeah. like, it, will this be its own Earth? And this is like this is Kal El, and now except he's darker skinned and he's raised potentially by a different family, has a different origin. Like you can well imagine if they want to get super political, what if he lands in like the American South during the Jim Crow era or something oh, like that, or even further back during slavery era? And yeah. you know, like what you mm-hmm. imagine you could get a really interesting story out of that that I don't think has really ever been told before because it I was probably deemed to be like too, too inflammatory, perhaps, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you could do because there have been. Other, I mean, there's the there's the Superman of whatever Earth it is, the one that Grant Morrison created. You know, pre, you see, still see him sometimes. President Superman, right? Yeah. From that other Earth, it's basically right. Obama, but, but what if Obama was Superman, right? Right. Then there have been other. There's like the Val Zod, um, Superman from the the New Fifty Two Earth Two series, which was he was from the Zod family mm-hmm. line, and mm-hmm. he came here in a separate rocket, and he was dark skinned. You know, so you could mm-hmm. do that too, and so. If they were to do that, if he's not Kal-El, it could be, in theory, additive to the Henry Cavill Superman version, even if he doesn't appear in it. Right. Or if they make him Kal-El, mm-hmm. then it would either be like a reboot of the Superman movies within the DC movie universe, which would be kind of a weird thing. But who knows? Maybe this Flashpoint movie is going to reset all sorts of things. Who knows? Right. Or it could be its own Earth, like the Robert Pattinson Batman thing is, where it doesn't technically interfere mm-hmm. with the main you know, Justice League Earth. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, and again, this is all super preliminary. This like this might never actually end up happening, but the fact they've got a writer and a producer and they've announced it certainly seems like it's going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So what do you think? Is this an interesting? Yeah. And of course, assumptions on top of assumptions here. We don't even know for sure that they're going to feature a black Superman in this. I just think that it's 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 really really like really really likely. Like when yeah. John Ridley was hired to do Batman stuff, and we ended up with the next Batman. You know, the Jace right. Fox Batman. It's like you don't hire John Ridley from 12 Years a Slave and the other history of the DC Universe unless you want it to be about, you know... Yeah. And I'm going to sound super white saying stuff like this, but, you know, the black experience, right? Mm -hmm. And similarly, I don't think you hire... Although he did do that run on Captain America, I don't think you hire this writer unless you're interested in having a story about race. And Mm -hmm. while you could do a white Superman story that is also about race Mm -hmm. in a way that could be interesting, I think that it's... this If you're ever going to do, like, a black Superman story, and this certainly seems like an appropriate time in history to potentially do that, especially yeah. with the main Henry Cavill Superman, um, you know, continuity kind of floundering and like, mm-hmm. is it happening? Is it not happening? Is he still mm-hmm. the official Superman? Is he not? Like now's kind of the time to strike for that, I would yeah. feel like, right? Yeah. Um, Rebooting it, telling a different story. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's also some people that are like, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that, are, that are up in arms, not because of this, that they're like, Oh, you know, that'd be this would be a cool story for like an Elseworlds or whatever, but they don't want to lose Henry Cavill as the main Superman. And mm-hmm. I can understand that. Sure. Like I would be sad to lose him too, especially feel since I feel I mean we'll see. We're gonna see a lot more of him in the Snyder Cut in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he never really got a chance to shine with like a, a yeah, great movie and a great yeah. script that really played up all the stuff that all Superman could things, be, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um which is too bad. Like you feel like he really got he really got gypped a little bit yeah. there. So I'd, be, I'd feel bad for him, and I would love to see a whole bunch more movies with him in it. But I feel like if the movies he was already in were successful, we'd, we would have gotten that. So I don't really blame them for going in a different, different direction, direction if that's what yeah. they're doing. So 
you know, I, and if the, if it's successful, then yeah. great. I mean, there's I th- I know that we're going to see, and maybe this is all part of you know brand synergy. But I know that if you look at like the Infinite Frontier 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 <laughs> um, Infinite Frontier teaser image, you know that we've been seeing in the back of all the comics and so on. Uh-huh. President Superman is in there, so I cool. feel like we're going to be seeing more of him. And and reading what I've read a little bit about the Infinite Frontier stuff this week, although we haven't read the comics yet, I can sort of understand why why that is and how they're going to be using him. But it would certainly make sense to put that version front and center in the films. You know, yeah. In, in in well, I mean. So, I, I mean, that could be it. I mean, although the, then they would certainly, if this became the main version of Superman, I think they'd be criticized for just deifying Obama. But if they literally do that other Earth Superman where he grows up and becomes president, right. in addition to being Superman, huh. then, I re- then I think they'd really get dinged for like, oh, you're just basically doing an Obama, right. you know, puff piece, right? Yeah. Um, so I think if they did like a more traditional version of him who's not president, but just made him mm-hmm. black and, and made his backstory different mm-hmm. in, in certain ways that are, you know, a bit more you know socially you know relevant know, relevant yeah like do more of like a socially relevant socially thing. current current yeah. i suppose yeah so i think it i think it could be really interesting if it ends and of course we're probably looking at like three four five years from now right. if this actually ends up happening but because there because jj abrams did ink ink a, a deal with warners to produce new movies for them and everybody was like oh if they're rebooting superman jj abrams could direct it or whatever and you know some people were <laughs> were pleased about that and other people weren't i feel like people yeah. were more pleased about that four or five years ago um and he was he was circulating i mean a long time ago i think even before i think around the time when it was when Zack snyder hadn't been tapped to do man of steel yet he was and he's been circulating for a long time to be a potential mm-hmm. i think there was i think there's even a script floating around flyby that he wrote mm-hmm. and was going to direct, mm-hmm. and, and they ended up not going with that, and instead going with the the Zack Snyder's pitch. Okay, so he's been sort of circling the character for like ten years now, or yeah. something. So yeah, it's it's probably seems like it was going to happen sooner or later. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so that's our news. Yeah. So what was your comic of the week? So, uh, you know what? You're going to have to remind me. So you picked Future State Superman versus Imperious Lex number two. That was fun. Yes, Mark Russell again uh, to the rescue. I picked it the first issue, and I picked this issue too. Um, it was a very satisfying conclusion. Well, I think to I it. picked the first issue. Did you? I think so. Oh, I don't know, but it came up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very good. It um, a, a nice solid ending, a really good revenge, uh, sort of cathartic, karmic justice was served. It was cathartic. Cathartic. There you go. Um, beautiful justice was served and it was fun to see just, you know, everything because I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. So I think you guys should read it. It's only like two issues. Speaking, long, of, so. speaking of politically charged. Yeah, exactly. Although I don't, Super think, although I don't think you're really going to get much heat these days for bagging on Trump. So no, <laughs> that's probably yeah, or, a pretty safe, a lot yeah. safer now than it was even a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, he was he was he was back he was bagging on uh, on conservatives before it was cool. So yep, exactly, yeah. But I love I love the follow up of this. Is like there are consequences for those types of uh, actions and um, ethics. And he, uh, it's really nice to see when uh, bad bad apple reaps what they sow. Although it's not exactly, it's not the perfect happy ending you would. You know, you would no, hope. not great. Because like, like his people gets, are still going to yeah, suffer. Run, run out of Lexor on a rail or something like right. that on a space rail. But it's, uh, you know, but he still kind of gets a little bit of his comeuppance, and, yeah. and the good guys basically win in the end. So it's still yeah. nice ending. Exactly. So I picked Future State Suicide Squad number two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because this was a really great one-two punch. I mean, the main story was really interesting with like, oh, they're on Earth-3 and they're here to reclaim Amanda Waller, who's basically trying to block off Earth-3 so that she can set up her own little perfect Earth there. You've got got Connor Kent as the sort of um, Earthsats Superman of of her Suicide Squad, who's trying to like balance his two halves, as he always is. Mm -hmm. Um, He finally gets to be Superman, but he has to be like this dark Superman on this screwed up Earth, you know? Um, then you've got the new team led by Peacemaker that comes in to get them. And then you've got, oh, it's not actually the real Amanda Waller. This is the Earth 3 Amanda Waller. And, you know, obviously a bunch of people die. But then you've got the wonderful um, Black Adam backup, which I really enjoyed with Gold Beetle and the DC 1 million characters from the Justice Legion and this great, like, magical um, uh, sort of secret magic world that's created to protect magic yeah. as, as the the unkindness isn't that what it's called mm-hmm. the unkindness and the seven deadly sins are destroying everything and you've they've got like old amethyst and detective chimp etrigan and all these other magic characters mm-hmm. and zoriel and his classic grant morrison jla look flying by <laughs> um great art and the backup too by fernando Passerin, who i've loved ever since he did some did a couple of random issues of a jla jsa crossover like 15 years ago um and a really great, uh, you know, great Black Adam story, too. And it potentially f- folds into some of the present-day Infinite Fr- Frontier stuff because this future version of Black Adam and, I guess, his Rock of Eternity or the yeah. present-day Rock of Eternity? No, I'm a little unclear about that. I think the future Rock of Eternity got he, knocked out of the thing. Because he was falling through like the multiverse the and he obviously ended yeah. up back in time. So who's to say he didn't hit the current, the present-day Rock yeah, of Eternity? Exactly. But regardless, oh, he hit the Fuginaut, too, on he his hit, way. Yeah, he, just, <laughs> he completely destroyed I don't think anybody's really going to cry too many tears about that guy. Um <laughs> Although if they're going to do more uh, Tales of the Dark Multiverse specials, they're going to have to... It's going to be hosted by the entrails of Tempest Fuginot. I'm not quite sure how they would do (laughs) that. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, so he lands in the present day and he's got this mission now to prevent the rise of the unkindness so his future doesn't get destroyed. So is he going to come after Raven or is he going to team up with the heroes and warn them or something? Like this is clearly going to set up. This is clearly setting up some stuff. And the writer of this, Jeremy Adams, is is doing the new run on The Flash, which I'm excited about because this was really good and you can sort of see how since the flash the future state flash stuff also had a lot to do with the four horsemen and the unkindness that maybe he's going to be picking up that thread here in the present day yeah and maybe like wally west interacts with black because don't forget one of the hiding places that they walked through was the edge of the speed force yeah but everything was destroyed they went through skyland which is basically olympus and they went through the the destroyed speed force wall and then they went through hell and they were basically traipsing through the sort of the outer rim of grant morrison's multiverse like all the crazy sort of peripheral realms not the main 52 earth so i think that was just basically the writer saying hey like you know, i know my or... i know my grant morrison <laughs> stuff too you know? um, yeah yeah but I, so I really it was so it was a really good one-two punch so that that leads me nicely into our activity for this week okay because I'm like excited. because um the writer of future state suicide squad the main suicide squad story robbie thompson is going to be writing the new present day infinite frontier suicide squad series so many of the writers and oftentimes artists of these future state series are now taking over their present day equivalent titles okay and using like we've talked about they would their future state series to sort of set up potential future plot threads retroactively for their current runs yep so i thought i would go down a list of uh new uh infinite frontier titles that are starting over the next few weeks that are going to be done by their future state creators right and you can rate how excited you are for the new whatever batman series for example right. based on how much you enjoyed the future state version by the same creative team like how jazzed you are to see that creative team oh do their stuff on the present day series based on their future state work. oh okay 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 so i've got eight of these okay so they're carrying over a lot of these creative i would say the 
bulk, I'd say, about because the, the the line used to be 52 titles strong, and now I'm, it's probably more like 25 or 30, but a lot of them are going to have backups. So I would say that you know a good chunk of those are done by the creators that did their Future State series. And in some cases, very few cases, are the creative teams carrying over from before Future State. I think James Tynion on... Batman might be the only one that's continuing, and every every other every single other creative team is new. Uh, anyway, okay, so number one, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. which is going to be written by the her Future State writer Stephanie Phillips. So based on the, that two issue Future State Harley Quinn series, where with her and Jonathan Crane and hunting down Black Mask and everything. Oh, that's going to be fun. Different artist. It's going to be Riley Rossmo, who I know you also. Know. <laughs> I do but that like writer. How excited are you from one to five about the new about the Infinite Frontier Harley Quinn series, based on um, the fact that it's the same writer? Hmm, four. Four? Yeah, four. Because uh, it's not a perfect five because I, I was thinking, oh, well, I mean, it, it, it was a very good issue. It was a lot of fun. And I love seeing Harley be clever. And I like the setup, how it was it was new and different and challenging in a different way that I haven't seen before. But... Um, She's going to be actively trying to fight crime in God. Like, this is following up from her role in Joker War. Yeah. Where she yep. sort of became a de facto member of the Bat family, yeah. kind of. You yeah, know, a and she bit. got that scar on her throat from Punchline. Yep. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be following up from that. She's she's not going to be living in Staten Island anymore. She's going to be moving back to Gotham, trying to make it in Gotham as basically a hero. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be kind of the same, her trying it's to. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. Hunt I'm, down criminals I'm, in the same I'm way. I'm going to put it at a four. What about okay. you? Um,. I'd say three. I en- I enjoyed those future state issues. They weren't my favorites, and I I really enjoyed the the Harley Quinn run before it ended. The Sam Humphreys run where her mother died. And yeah, she, that know, was wonderful. That that whole that was uh, that's pro- those are probably aside from like some Paul Dini stories here and there, like from the cartoons and some of the comics he's written. That was probably my that's probably my favorite extended Harley Quinn run of all time. So I it's gonna be hard to top to that. that yeah. But. You know, I, I'll, I'll give, these, I'll give this new team a bit. Yeah. And the art, obviously, is going to be off the wall with Robbie Rossman doing it, too. <laughs> okay, so number two, like I mentioned before, Suicide Squad. It's going to have the same writer, Robbie Thompson. So he's going to be bringing over some characters from his Future State series, Peacemaker, yep. because, of course, he's going to be the new big-ticket item being in the new movie and getting his own HBO Max TV series, right? That's right. So it's going to be Peacemaker front and center and Superboy. They're going to be bringing in Connor Kent. Oh, to the cute. Suicide Squad and using some of the same sort of conflicts and motivations that he used in his Future State series. Like Amanda Waller basically says, this is your chance to sort of use both sides mm-hmm. of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is your chance to be, you know, you're never going to be Superman out right. there in the in the limelight. Because Superman's got that covered and now there's this new Superboy who's actually his heir. You're never going to be that, right? So come with me and, and, and give in to maybe like some you know, you're some of the darker sides of who you are and you can be the real Superman in this world, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be the, the whole, his, his whole premise for that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm going to give this one a three because I am looking forward to it, but not as much as other stuff. Um, for me, sometimes the writing on these issues outright confused me and i know that's my fault but you know art is in the eye of the beholder it was a little confusing and it's, it's a couple of points in this um in those two future state issues just like who was where and who was blowing up and which yeah. amanda waller we were dealing with yeah but this is also the same writer who did the really good recent run on teen titans with roundhouse and crash right. and so on yeah so he's he's and i love yeah, which that. was really good i loved so, that yeah so, so i think so that of he's course like i, I don't here. know what to expect so i can't really um 
I don't know what to expect, but yeah. I'm not giving it a two or a one or anything. I'm just saying, you okay, know, three, so, middle of the road. So number three, Swamp Thing. So mm-hmm. this is going to be by the exact same writer-artist team of the two-issue Future State Swamp Thing series that we enjoyed so much, you know, with the far future where he created the, his descendants. and then, Oh, that. So Ram V and Mike Perkins mm-hmm. are going to be picking up. Um, we have the first issue of that this week. It's, like I mentioned last time, a new host, a new avatar. It's not um, Alec Holland. Wow, that's um, be And they're going to be doing their own thing. It's like a 10-issue self-contained series or whatever by the same creative team i think this might be up there i'm deciding between a four and a five honestly i'm gonna give it a four because i'm hedging my bets and sometimes swamp thing stories kind of make me sad <laughs> in a good way well in a good way he was created to be a horror character it's kind of hard to write a swamp thing story that doesn't at least have an air of melancholy yeah, about of it course. if not if not outright depression and horror yeah exactly um and and that's fine um Ram V is dope. He's awesome. And um He's all he also wrote the last couple of arcs of Justice League Dark and he's also the current writer. Actually he's returning to Catwoman. So that's one other writer that's carrying over oh, from before Future State. He's okay. he's carry, continuing on Catwoman doing the whole thing with Alleytown and so on. So he's oh, continuing. Cool. That's fun. I've been enjoying that as well. I mean not that it's related. I'm saying that so Ram V is I a could, good writer. So I guess I could have included him here, Ram V on Catwoman, but since he was already the writer on Catwoman, it's right. not like a new creative team to anticipate. Right. Um I'm I'm looking forward to it though. I'm I'm excited to see what he does. So I'm I'm going to say four. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd prob- I think I'd have to say five because I think I picked both issues of that Future State Swamp thing it for my comic of the week. It was good. It yeah. was good. It Although, was interesting and go- and weird, but also. And I really do like good. that they're doing their own thing with a different avatar because I think I feel like if I were doing points, I'd do four point. The strength of that Future State series was it was definitely its own self-contained thing that didn't have to tie into a million other things. Yep. If they were doing Alec Holland, then you'd feel beholden to the. Alan Moore stuff, the Scott Snyder stuff, the previous Justice League Dark stuff. So, All right, number four, Teen Titans Academy. So this is going to be the new Teen Titans series. Um, this is probably one of the closest one-to-one. So it's the same creative team of the Future State Teen Titans series, Tim Sheridan and Rafa Sandoval. This was the whole thing where it had a lot to do with the Four Horsemen and the un- unkindness. Yeah. Um, Red X was there, and Red X was like the the semi-evil oh right one of the one of the original students of the new teen titans academy that will that we will see being formed now in this first issue uh-huh. goes off the rails and becomes the evil red x you know and he dun, we, dun, we don't dun. know who it's going to be because they never revealed his face in this right yeah. um but they, so, but they had go- a little redemption in the future yeah state. but that's going to be the premise is that we will see right. here the 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 first class of the you know the roy harper academy you know yeah um the the teen titans academy that that nightwing and the other older titans are going to run with presumably also crush and roundhouse and so on being there because they were welcomed into the tower at the end of their series right not sure if they're going to be like tas or students or like what tier they're going to be on but we'll be introduced to a bunch of new students and we'll get to know them and one of them is kind of going to go bad and become red x over the course of this series yeah i'm looking forward to it um I'm going to say like 3, 3.5, somewhere in there. Um, it's a middle of the road for me just because some, well, first off, and this is unfair of me, but the 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 run on uh, with, you, with with Crush and, and um, the Genie and um, everybody, like Robin and everything else was such a good, solid run that the come down from that has been kind of hard for me with Teen Titans. Um, it'll be exciting to see some, you know, forward movement and see where it all picks up from that. Well, that's always the way. I mean, you're, this I is know, really the it's first, not fair. this it's... is really the first, your first line wide relaunch ever because you started with Rebirth. Yes. And this is the first real line wide relaunch. There's been sort of soft relaunches of some stuff here and there, yeah, certain lines, say. certain, certain families of books, but this is the first, your first real line wide 
relaunch. Yeah. And of course, yeah. I've lived through like six of them by this point, right? <laughs> like there was the new 52 was a hard break and then yeah. there was Rebirth. But because you started with Rebirth, you didn't really right. experience it as a relaunch. It was just a jumping on point. Sure. Um so this is your so yeah you're gonna be like oh I I miss that old I'm, run or I miss this I old know, version or yeah I but know, that's what happens fair. you gain some stuff you lose some stuff and then I know. The bad, but the best stuff you lose always comes back and but the new again, stuff I'm when not, done well I'm is not additive, bagging so. on anything I'm not saying oh I don't like Teen Titans anymore no I'm I'm just in a middle of the road kind of place because yeah. I'm like and, benefit of the doubt but I don't know and suicide I know, Robbie so. Thompson on Suicide Squad I'm looking forward to but that the Tom Taylor Bruno Redondo run in Suicide Squad yeah. that just ended oh my god that was, was so was one good of the, was maybe one of the my favorite Suicide Squad seen. run ever so yep. but I mean but now that creative team is going to do Nightwing which I'm super excited about That'll so you know you just you know the, yep. those it's always going to get that quality is always going to like relocate even if it's not always <laughs> on the same same book every time yeah so um what about you um I guess maybe you two. always love Teen Titans well, I like all the I mean, stuff. I, I mean, I know you love Titans even more, but... You... I mean, two or three. I mean, I wasn't super impressed by these. I didn't really feel like I got much of a sense of the characterization of any of the newer That's characters. But I that feel. wasn't really the point. But no. I feel like if you... It, it's hard because you're you're introducing these characters in the future when the, they've already gone through all the interesting stuff and they're surrounded by like 15 other characters that we already know. And it feels like almost a spoiler. I don't remember a single like, thing yeah. about any of the new characters that they introduced here, really. Yeah. So uh, it's not like, oh, man, here's these five really interesting characters in the future. We're get, we get to see how they started. Like, I don't remember anything. I remember the Cyborg and Beast Boy were fused and yeah. Nightwing and Starfire were at, a, were at odds and Raven became the unkindness. And other, like, I remember what happened. Right. But I don't remember any of the things about any of the new characters, really. Right. So it's, it's not – I didn't really quite get the – I'm not really super hyped for it. Um, that's not to say it's not going to be good. It's just that I feel like that was it's not the best intro, not the best lead in for it. Right, like um, the the hype has not been built. Yeah. yeah. On the on the other hand, Superman and Action Comics, so both Superman titles are going to be taken over by uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, who did the main story in the Future State Superman Worlds of War, which is to say the one with the girl in Smallville going to find out about you know Superman yep. sharing that article, that's and then my juxtaposed first. with Superman fighting on War World, and then he also did the Superman. Uh, House of L, uh, Future State Superman House of L special that we read a few days right. ago with all his different descendants fighting mm-hmm. against the the Red King and all that. Yeah. So he's taking over both of the Superman I was a little books. confused by the Red King and the House of L stuff, like because I don't really know as many characters. And well, I these don't were know all, the every King single character, a... well, every single sure. character in that was a new character, yeah. except for when Superman himself shows up on sure. like the last two pages. So yeah. you were right there with everybody else. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, good. And even so the Red nice. King concept was only uh, was only alluded to in some of the future state Green Lantern stuff, but that oh. was all. But that was a new that was a new concept. Like this, this was all. All these were all new characters. You're supposed to be thrown into the middle of this conflict. I see. Um, and well, get to I know liked these the character. Yeah, I. Liked but we're not going to see any of those characters no. in this because that was the future. It's yeah. just I'm just mentioning is that that's something else you you've read that he's he done wrote, that's Superman yeah. related. But obviously, the main thing that's probably more germane. Is the main story in those Superman worlds of the war? The one with the young girl going to Kansas to, uh, um, to visit su- where Superman lived and juxtaposed a court uh, with Superman being trapped on War World. That was so good. I can't even. I can't even. So this is my first. I mean, five the Michael right Jannon art you? also helps, but I oh think God, he's also yes. going to be one of the artists on this. I could be wrong. Um, the art yeah, was that, definitely fantastic. That would I be, mean, there were moments that would where be, I was like, I think I, I have to do five for this. Yep. But my only hesitancy is that I there's there's some writers who can write story great stories about Superman and also great stories that are about what Superman's about. You know, okay, yeah. Mark Wade is one of those. Jeff Johns, Tom King, certainly. There's certain writers. 
uh, that I've read before who are great at writing stories about the importance of Superman. Yeah. But less good about writing like traditional Superman stories. And then, so I hope that he is not one of them. You know what I mean? I now that he's going to have to write normal stories about him working at the Daily Planet and fighting supervillains. Like it might also be about what Superman means to the average person and so on. Yeah. And I, I, I eat that stuff up. And yeah. clearly he's good at that. Yes. Um, but it remains to be seen how good he is at writing traditional Superman stories, if that's what he's going for here. And I imagine at least one of these two series, since the, you know he's writing two of them, they'll probably have slightly different um, focuses and tones. But yeah. I imagine at, at least one of them is going to have to be like straightforward Superman stories. And, right. and it remains to be seen how good he is at doing that. But I am excited. And I do know they're bringing John back from the future for an extended stay. So it's going to be a lot about their interactions to his father and son. And so I, and I always like that yep. stuff too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Detective Comics. So this is by Mariko Tamaki and Dan Moore, the creative team of the recent uh, Dark Detective series with Bruce right. Wayne in the future state. Yep. So they're going to be taking over Detective Comics. So James Tynion is staying on Batman, but they're taking over Detective Comics. So based on the Dark Detective uh, main story, how, how are you excited for them doing present day Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's going to be another five for me because I really enjoyed those stories and I am excited to see what happens next with those characters and I would if have they're in the hands imagine of those writers. I would have to imagine if we're going to see the... Ma- I mean, I know James Tiny has been what about you? setting up the... Well, I'm just... Uh, I, You're mulling James Tiny has, has been kind of setting up the magistrate stuff before we even knew what it was by sure. having yeah, the new guy beautiful. elected mayor and him mm-hmm. having this anti-vigilante thing and then we see in Future State where all that might go. But given that they're going to be doing this detective. I have to think that if we're going to see like more hints of the magistrate stuff forming, it's probably going to be there. Right. Because Tiny really feels like he's doing more of like the all encompassing whole world of Gotham Batman family book with Harley Quinn there and, you know, the clown hunter and, yeah. and ghost maker and all these new characters he's doing. Um, so I think this is probably where we're going to get a lot of like magistrate set up if they do that. So yeah, probably four. I think I'd have to say four. Okay. Um, so Batman Superman. Um, it's probably this one's probably going to get overlooked, but uh, Gene Luen, Luen Yang, who of course did one of your favorite ones, which yes. was the Superman versus the Clan, he did the two-part um, Future State Batman Superman. You know, with the the guys that were injecting themselves to turn to animals, right? And they were fighting Professor Pig and Mister Toad. You remember this? Oh, oh, the false face serum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, I liked it, it was, very much. It was I'm good. It was kind a of a, sort of a, st- a fairly standard Batman Superman team. It was up story. very good though. But yes, it was. I like the interactions between them. I think that he has a good grasp on the soul of not just both characters individually, but their friendship as and, it stands. And of course, he wrote New Superman. You know what? I'm giving it a five because honestly, he's a really good writer. I loved everything that he I has loved. A- like not liked loved everything that he's done that i've read that i remember yeah. anyway i think so, he's one of those i'm gonna give he, it a five i, think I am looking he might to be one of much. he might be one of those writers that's that's um it's better at telling off format superman stories than mm, on maybe. format because superman versus the clan was great yep. new superman was really good it was its own thing but the stuff that i've read of him just telling regular superman stories has always felt fairly standard to me so we'll have we'll see how, yeah. how he does with this. I can um, I can sort of see that. And last one, Wonder Woman. So this is by the future state immortal Wonder Woman. You know, the far, far future, like at the end of the universe with her. Right. You know, for she and Superman fight Darkseid and then oh, she kind of dies like and restarts the, the Yeah. So this is oh, by the writers, yeah. the writing team of that, Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. The writers of that are going to be writing Wonder Woman. I don't now. know what to expect. Well, this I, is going to be very different, too, because remember at the end of on the Infinite Frontier special we're about to read is going to remind you of a lot of this and set it up. But remember, she basically ascended to a new plane of existence at the end of Death Metal. Right. She restarted everything, and then she was invited by the higher beings that Perpetua, that were like basically one rung up from Perpetua to That's join right. them in like this 
and and def- and preparing for whatever this new great cosmic threat is to join yeah. them in this higher plane of existence, right? Yeah. So she's off. She's off the map now, right? Like she's not there in the main right. on the main Earth anymore. Nobody, she's not in any dimension we can perceive. She's not Got on it. the Justice League. Hippolyta, we've seen in the preview image Hippolyta is taking her place in the Justice League, right? right? So she's so this she's still going to have her a series, but it's going to be about what she's doing in this new re- new realm, this weird, basically. Re- yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three. I'm I'm between a three and a four because again, I have no idea what to expect. So I sort of do a middle of the road thing. I'm the, looking forward the to it. Art, the art on the, oh, that Future yeah. State Wonder Woman story was incredible. Uh, like, is it the same artist? Because that I bumps don't it know. up to a four. <laughs> Does Jen, Bar- Jen Bartel did the art on that? I'm not sure. I know Travis Moore is the main artist on on this new series and he's really good also. I don't know if it's one of those instances where there's multiple rotating artists and she might be one of them. I get the sense though that that was like a one-off, mm, okay. you know, like um, that was a really beautiful issue, like because uh, um, you can get you can get an amazing beautiful. like meticulous artist for yep. a two-issue one-off story or two-off, but it's another thing to say okay, do a monthly series for the next several years, you know what I yeah, mean? Like it's it's ask. a different proposition, mm-hmm. so you could get, you know, different a different not a different caliber because nothing against some of these regular artists, but you can get perhaps artists that you wouldn't otherwise get if it's a much more limited commitment you right know? so I, I don't think she's going to be doing the art on the new stuff right although she might show up for like a special issue here and there because clearly she has a good working relationship with right. these writers but yeah travis Moore stuff is really good also i think when you see it you're like oh yeah this is wonderful i i remember this style so yeah so what would you rank this um like i said it's a between a three and a four for me i'm looking forward to it but uh, i'm sort of like a little bit in the middle of the road to see what what happens here because yeah um i i feel like it's so out of the realm of anything I can conceive within the rest of the continuity that I really don't know what to expect. And I enjoyed the run where she's sort of just floating through space and having her soliloquy. Um, I, I love that. I like to lap that. I lap that up, but I, I hmm, it doesn't really tell me about how well, that's, that's, this might be a thing. This might be a case. Like I keep mentioning of like that, that two, that two part story I really loved, Yeah, but that's, it, just because someone so is re- just because someone is really great at writing that kind exactly. of story doesn't mean they're going to be great about yeah, writing Wonder Woman fighting Superman. Cheetah for the fiftieth time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Although maybe that's not what this new series is going to be about, I mean, like we said. Be. So yep. who knows? Maybe and this will be off format enough to play to their strengths. I don't know. Yeah. And not have. And of course, Becky Cloonan has done a lot of other great stuff. She, she usually works with other co-writers. I, I want to say she was one of the co-creators of Gotham Academy, mm-hmm. and she's really? done a bunch of other stuff. Oh. Um, so she's been around like a long her. time. She's done well, stuff I'll here bump and there. It up, but... I bump it up to a four because honestly, I love a good Wonder Woman story, and they did give me a good Wonder Woman story. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'll, on the merits of that alone, I'll just yeah. bump it up to a four because I, I'm there. Okay, good. <laughs> what about you? What's your? Yeah, I think I'd say that? four. four. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun activity. Good. So should we move on to our shows? Um, yes. So we have the first episode of Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. And then we have Batman, I'm um, Batman, Bat- Batwoman and Black <laughs> Lightning. Uh-huh. And then we have the penultimate episode of WandaVision. Yep. Do you want to do you want to do it in that order or do you want to save Superman and Lois and WandaVision for last since we'll probably have the most to talk about those? Do you um, want to just bang out Batwoman and Black Lightning? I'm not yeah. sure we have as much to say about those. Yeah. So Batwoman, uh this was another so this one was do not resuscitate. Um this was another good episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting I I'm glad that kind of the thing with Ryan's kryptonite root Kryptonite, kryptonite, kryptonite wound, um, being exposed now to Luke. Because I'm like, why is it still a secret? Because yeah. she told Mary, but I guess Mary kept it secret from Luke, she which did. doesn't she... seem. I guess Doctor well, Patient. No, she can... asked her. Yeah, but she asked her. Yeah, she I legitimately asked her to. It was a really good point of I mean, conversation I understand, between the two I under, of them. I understand her 
as presented by the show, her logic for not telling Luke why it was, but it still felt it felt that's a little bit too... manufactured melodrama. No, to me. like, I disagree. I've I... got this injury that's going to that's going to severely compromise my effectiveness in the field and maybe endanger lives, but I must keep it to myself because I can't trust. And that's like, eh, that felt a little. She didn't know it was actually it was only in this episode that she knew it was life. She knew it was getting worse, and it, she knew it was for multiple worse, episodes now still. it's inca- incapacitated her at highly inconvenient times. Yeah, and all it takes is that happening one time at the worst, the moment, worst moment, and someone dies dead. or she dies. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So that I, I was a little over that, but um, but I like that they brought so they brought in Amygdala, who's sort of a fourth tier Batman villain who was killed off. Was he? Was no? That was Abattoir. Abattoir was killed off by the Jean Paul Valley as bats Batman. I think Ab- <laughs> I think Amygdala reformed, became a fellow tenant in the in the in the building that Dick Grayson lived in in Bloodhaven, and then died when Blockbuster blew up that building. I think that's I think that's what happened to Amygdala. Um, at any rate, he's I don't know. He's kind of like it's not the most original, interesting take on a villain, but sure. someone who's like he actually has this, you know, condition you- where he feels his emotions are out of control and he mostly just feels rage. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's an interesting. I feel like the actor did a good job portraying him here. The scene good. the scene where Mary and Jacob are tied up and he learns like what she's been up to and how yeah. much she actually knows and the fact that she's running the clinic. That stuff was interesting. Yep. Um, the stuff with Alice and Ocean. Yeah, that was fun. That was very good and interesting. They call up yeah. Sophia on her it's a giant uh, on her car phone from the ni- from 1985. You're the, like fun Michael of it. Douglas had in Wall Street. I don't know Street. how do you call a satellite phone unless you actually like really know the number. Like I don't understand. I I'm I don't know much about how satellite phones work. It's just I'm pretty sure that they don't have to be that big anymore. Especially <laughs> especially if you live in a crazy high tech world with aliens and superheroes and back computers and everything. I think they like. And you it. own no, your own they... island. I'm pretty sure you could afford something a little nicer oh. than that. Well, it was pretty. It was all right. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good episode. I'm I'm not sure. I have a, a lot to say about it, but I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next one. I like the I like the interactions between Alice and Ocean. I think it's fun to sort of see not completely crazy Alice be not completely crazy, and not, and not only that, but like she's she's still true to her character, and she's still a little murdery and wild cardy, but at the same time, like she's on a mission and she's good yeah. at it she's good at it you know, i mean she's not completely it's tricky it's tricky when you have a continuing villain who's not like a one episode so you got like your one episode villains you got your one season villains yeah. which flash traditionally does right and arrow also to a certain extent did and supergirl i guess most of the shows do it mm. and then you have like oh what if you had a continuing villain right so on flash you could say maybe thon is that certainly black lightning tobias whale is that like he's a regular and he's in like every episode basically right, right. but it's hard if you're you know it's hard to write years of Superman stories where Lex Luthor is a, a magnate of the industrial world. And you're like, really? Like, why can't Superman can do all these things, but he can't take down this one industrialist? He can't expose this one guy? Like, after a while, it makes it makes the hero seem ineffective. You know, like if you were to do 10 seasons of Black Lightning, it might make Black Lightning seem ineffective that he can't like he can do all this stuff, but he can't take down this one guy yeah. who's like kind of strong and has money. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it seems incredible at a certain point and so you got to be careful if you have a character like alice in there especially since she's in the comics sometimes been kind of an anti-hero and other times completely off her nut where it's like you could have her be crazy and loopy and quirky Mm -hmm. for you can get away with that for a season maybe two but then i feel like it would start to get oh here comes the quirky unpredictable villain who's going to kill people and yet they and yet because she's related to the hero or the person who used to be the hero 
they're, nobody's going to actually arrest her or kill her. They're going to let her go free because, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would get old after a while. So giving her an arc where she's kind of the protagonist of her own little thing that she's doing is probably a smart move, especially since you don't have the back and forth between her and Kate anymore to right. kind of drive her character. She is feeling Being driven aimless. by Kate, but She yes. is feeling kind of aimless now. And now yeah. potentially finding Kate is her, her motivation, which yep. almost makes her kind of a, a protagonist in this and she kind of temporarily aligned right, with she, the other heroes exactly. so they're, they're, they're it's probably a smart thing but you do have to be careful because then if you try to write her as an out and out villain again after this mm-hmm. then that might seem unbelievable because you feel like maybe she's grown she's learned things she's maybe she forms tenuous bonds with some of the good guys right. but now she feel bad about killing them because she's not completely insane like right. she's redeemable i mean she yep. was basically redeemed in the comics and she became red alice who was kind of like an anti-hero character so um so yeah Yep. Yeah. So Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. So I so I feel like we're we're getting some good good movement on some of the events here. You know, it feels like Jefferson's kind of coming coming out of his funk. Yep. A little bit here. He yeah, of... I feel like they finally got the word that they're not going to have a whole lot of season left, and so they started writing I don't, a I little don't know. bit more I don't, quickly. It's to hard to speculate. It's hard to speculate about that. That's my guess. Anyway. I mean, they've always done these books, right? Like this book yes. of reconstruction was always going to be four episodes sure. and i ha- feel like at the end of which this was the third so i really feel like at the end of those four episodes he's, pro- recon- he's, he's probably going to be he's probably going to be back in yeah. the suit and so that was probably there was, this was never going to be a season-long thing and they've said that so True. so maybe they accelerated some of their plans but i i feel like probably this was always the plan to have you know some of this because it would be unwatchable yeah. like if he was just drinking for the whole season you'd, yeah you people would tune out right like you yeah. they want to see him back in the suit eventually right. so yeah, I like the Black Lightning um, is getting back on the horse, as it were. I really enjoyed the arc with um, it felt almost unearned, but it still felt really nice to see um, Grace wake up. And um, yeah, and there's, not really, zero there's time. not really any way to write that. No, I mean, not unless nicely. she unless you do like, a thing it, where she's got to like she's got to go inside Grace's mind and help her wake up yeah. because, you know, which they. You know, no, they obviously but could I just do, like but it. Yeah, no, I just like what, that. I mean, sometimes they just wake up. Like, that's what it, that it does happens. feel a little dr- dramatically unsatisfying, but no, I don't really I know how else you, about that. How I else think you write that it. It was weird for me. I was complaining last episode about how it was strange that Anissa, after everything that they've been through, was basically listening to anecdotes about. Uh, her coworker and his suffering dog and thinking of Grace at the same time. And I was like, mm. Well, she is a dog sometimes, although she's more often a cat. Yeah, I think she's more often a cat, yeah. But, I mean... I don't think she's ever transformed into I mean, a dog. people... I don't know. I mean, so it's it, it does... It does make the character seem a little unlikable, but realistically, after a year, people might start to have some people have not everybody thoughts. might yeah. start to have doubts it's not like it's not like she didn't stop loving her but she'd be like if she never wakes up is this going to be my whole life now like she yeah. there's, there's a it's, there's a long distance there's a big gap between asking yourself is this really what i want and actually going so far as to abandon the person That's or pull the plug true. or whatever like That's people true. have doubts like yeah. you know it's I, I i don't feel like that was beyond Unearned. the pale yeah. you know or makes it feel weird that she's happy that she wakes up or still wants to marry her or whatever and, and i don't think there's going to be a moment where grace says well, you know, what do you mean you had doubts i no longer want to be with you yeah. right like i don't i don't think that's where they're going i think yeah. 
I think no, they're they're. I solid think if anyone's going like to get it. a happy ending, and I really think that the series is going to have a happy ending where the family's back so together too. and everybody's happy because it just seems like it that's deserves that's it. what yeah. the show is about. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to have their happy. I thought endings. the whole Tobias Whale and the whole coming back to the dream at the beginning of this episode. This was a. I think this was the strongest episode so far this season, to be honest, because the way it sort of the machinations yeah. came back. The I themes mean, came premieres, back, the season premieres are always fun when you do a time jump because you're like, whoa, sure. what do you mean Lynn's got this new job? What do you mean Tobias Whale is a pillar of the community? Right. What do you mean Jefferson? Yeah is a drunk like That's you, fine. you get you get to like surprise the audience multiple times sure. which makes it engaging but then yeah uh, sooner or later you've got you to, to keep earning yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. no it was good though. and the yeah. manipulation by whale at the end even yes. though i saw it coming a mile away and it is pretty bald no pun intended bald-faced like you would think that jefferson would see through this like yeah lynn's not going to leave him for tobias whale or or right like or I even serious, or even surprised. seriously considering working with him unless she's being blackmailed or th- or her, the family's being threatened in some way, and he's smart enough to know that. I, so if there's if this is just a way to add more tension to the relationship, yeah. then that feels to me like a bit, a little a bit, bit more bit artificially cheap, manufactured yeah. melodrama. For me, for my part, I was surprised that Lynn would continue to break bread with him after his pitch. Like he made an effective pitch; it was something to be considered. But if it were me and I were Lynn and I had just now, like I had just said to him that I would rather eat with Judas, break bread with Judas, which is one of the greatest lines ever, by the way. I really enjoyed that line. I would rather break bread with Judas. Um, after after that sort of declaration, keeping in mind that this is the same person she knows killed her father-in-law. Yeah, but like, all of that all of that doesn't no, even factor into it when you consider the fact that hanging over their every interaction is the fact that he, he knows wants, her family's secret yeah. and would expose them if they don't do what he says. But he's already used that card to get her to sit down and listen to the pitch. Yeah, but that the card mission is still there. Is done. Yeah, but that mission is done. You can keep done. playing that card as much as you want. It's always yeah. a good threat. So here's the thing. I would have appreciated a little more effort on her part to get back up. Like that, if if it were me, I would have added like two more lines, just something. I don't know eh, to keep maybe. her in the chair, you know. Because for me, it was like if if she made like you could tell by her face at the end of his pitch that she was actually thinking about it, which is effective and awesome, and 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 that's where the drama is. But to have her then continue to sit and eat, and what are they chatting about? What are they chatting about? Like, what sort of nice meal banter do they have so to how's, talk about? how's being a murderer? Yeah, so, oh, it's going really well, you know, the 100 but it, is, but it know, also is scared. It also, it's frustrating, but it also, I feel like, is kind of in keeping with her character. Like, she's she's done some pretty not admirable stuff especially over the past couple of seasons for the greater good you know Uh, like to to, to prove herself or to protect her family in ways that her family wouldn't want or to help the pod kids in ways that never i just think that this feels like crossing a line because i think it's supposed to feel like crossing a line i think that that, that's what they were going for the question is whether whether you think it would be in character for her or not which is open to you know subjectivity toying with her own genetics is one thing to, um you know using uh, uh trying to do the pod kids thing and then being caught in an ethical battleground of what what's right and what's yeah, wrong but there was even like the that. whole she's always been like an upright sort but of but there was even the whole this isn't even the first time she's kind of thrown her lot in with the villains i mean right. for all last season she was working with the asa she had to that was very but different. she also it's all it's similar it's not that dissimilar to this because she was being forced to kind of and threatened by the bad guys and her family was being threatened, but she also kind of was still 
kind of cool with the work that they were doing, right? Yeah, there because was she wanted work. to help the pod kids, yeah. right? Here, she doesn't want anything to do with the bias whale, but she does want to cure diseases, right? So you could see how the same thought process that carried her through last season would be but at again, work here. For me, the line is ending at like, okay, you've used the card of exposing my family's secrets to the world um, to get me to hear the pitch. That pitch is done. I got to tell you, it was an effective, honest pitch. I need time to think about it, and I still can't stomach the thought of eating with you. So I'm going to get up and go now. Yeah, but then you don't get the scene where Jefferson walks. I mean, that's what I'm this saying. Is, that's this what I'm is saying. It does feel a little bit manufactured. Thank yeah. you. Yes, this is where I was going with that. It doesn't yeah. feel. It doesn't feel earned. So should we talk about Superman and Lois? Yes. So I'm. So I'm curious to hear what you thought of this. What did you think of this? The pilot of Superman and Lois. I really liked it. I. I think it, I, I'm curious how it how what you expected versus what you got. Yeah, Were you expecting okay. it to be quite so family drama y and less and less mm. of like a traditional? When I say a traditional CW show, you know what sure. I mean, right? I don't mean Star Girl. I don't mean Black Lightning. I mean like Arrow or The Flash or Supergirl. Or, you know what okay, I mean? Like, number one, they blew my expectations out of the water in terms of the cinematic quality. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is, this is Star Girl. Really... Qu- Star Girl quality, maybe even. I think it's better. I think the Honestly, effects. Yeah, in, it looks I think like the, a movie. The effects in Star Girl were yeah. better, just because I feel like maybe the budget was even higher there because that was an that was a, an original, like a streaming right. original. Sure. I DC Universe, then you know whatever. Um, this, I mean, the, the CG on the stripe suit, the yeah. CG on the stripe suit alone was like I can't believe they pulled that off in yeah. a TV. I'm budget. talking about like the color palette, the framing. Yeah, the and cinematography the, the, was definitely like you know even the sets, like the 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 weird sort of ovular fortress of solitude setting where he proposed to Lois and they're standing on the, on yeah. the precipice and you see that beautiful Cin- little oval thing. Cinematographically, and the framing, yes. yeah, this cinematographically, this is this is up filmed. there. This is up there with the DC Universe shows or you know other streaming originals high yep. budget streaming originals really beautiful, hbo beautiful. or whatever you want to say i love the know? color palettes too everything is exactly toned in a nice emotional way it's very very good um story wise yeah i was a little surprised but i was also sort of expecting it just because of what we were reading ahead of time um that it would be more focused on the family like I black really lightning appreciate... even more so right like it's about the yep. family first and mm-hmm. the super heroic second although black lightning I... still is a very much a cw show this is very different Sometimes I like uh, a good, you know, Oliver, Queen, Felicity, Smoke, Will They, Won't They drama season one, season two, season three, season four, season five of this bouncing back and forth stuff. But I appreciate seeing a solid marriage well, on see, solid footing see any and other, facing that See thing. any other CW show yeah. if you want relationship drama, right? Well, this is exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, look at The Flash. Look at, you know, everything. Anyway, um, that's exactly what I'm saying. So it's a nice, refreshing change to see two people who have already got that all behind them. And all the beauty of this is explained in like the first five well, it's minutes. Nice like, to see this it's on, so nice. It's nice to see this on TV, too, mm-hmm. because for people who have been reading the comics... We've been getting, I mean, I, I saw a thing the other day, like in the comics, Superman proposed to Lois. It's been like, it's crazy to say this. It was like 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so she's known who he was and they've been on the same page and together as a team. I mean, with the occasional hiccup, like when they rebooted for the new 52, it took them a few years to bring back the class, you know, the now classic, you know, married version. Right. So with the exception right. of like a five year blip in there, they've been. This is the version that you know that we're reading about now yep. with them, a, solid, mar- a ma- solid married couple. Yep. It's been thirty years. It's been almost half of the lifespan of the character, yeah. which is crazy, right? Yeah. And I yeah. remember those stories. Those stories when they came out. That yeah. was thirty years ago. <laughs> um, but and all the cartoons and the movies. I mean, the Amy Adams Henry Cavill thing is 
close, but it's I mean they close. weren't married, but they're like they know they, she knows right. who he is, and they're on the they same page almost from minute the, one, the drama. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she knew he was an alien even before he was. She knew he was Clark Kent, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Um, and there's been other other versions, obviously, that have done this, but to have this in live action on TV or in the movies presented as like a married couple with kids, yeah, right? Like we've been getting this obviously for the past few years with Jonathan as their as their kid, yeah, right, yeah. But this is a version that the the mass market hasn't really seen until now. It's true, yeah, it's true, and I think it's going to be interesting, and it's a different medium too. Don't forget, like I I appreciate I love comics and stuff, but sometimes there's something so nice about being able to plop your rump on a sofa and just watch something. And so this medium is, is, is different. And so that's why I'm comparing it to, you know, the other CW shows instead of what we know in the comics. Because that's true. Like we who read the comics are already used to this kind of idea. But this must be even more mind-blowing to see that kind of representation of marriage, as it were, um, partnership, love, um, I, uh, you know on on screen with with a family too so you've got the two kids and they've got one of them who's sort of you know the fraternal twins so, one of them sort of quote end quote normal and the other one is yeah sort you've of got like the God, jock and the nerd some, basically right yeah you've I got mean, the to, jock to, and the nerd really but also like you've got it. somebody who's got you know emotional problems like um yeah psych he has yeah. psychiatric mm-hmm. you know diagnosed issues and is medicated and it's and yeah. c- calling jonathan like the jock clearly is underserving him too because he clearly sure. loves his brother and cares about him and looks out for and him and that family dynamic him. is important too because w- this is this is the nice thing about the representation of it too because looking outside uh in we are human creatures are always putting putting things putting labels on things putting putting things and lumping things in boxes to make our quick assessments and move on it's an environmental like evolutionary thing that all human lizard brains have um so it's nice to dig dig deeper and and see those characters for all of what they are not just those initial impressions so so a couple of questions so do you do you like that they basically rebooted his family situation and had ha, have them now with two teenage sons instead of going with what was like the what oh, we the can call the pre idea. the pre crisis idea right well, where she was only pregnant with one where where they had just had the Jonathan one, yeah. the baby mm-hmm. right and then like after their universe was rebooted they could have just gone back to that and it would have been about them having right. a baby at home mm-hmm. do you th- I mean obviously you get more stories out of it where. If the kids, this is why comic book, when superheroes have kids, they're often like, oh, they, they're they lost. And then they come oh, back from the future. And they're like, 15 years older and everybody's in the same age. You age them up but, so yeah. they can be actual characters instead sure. of just being a baby, which is like, then then all the stories become about taking care of the baby. And the baby isn't a character. So the audience is just like, you know what I mean? I know. So yeah. I, it's hard but, to, yeah. So, so do you think it was a smart move to like, to reboot the family situation and, and age up? Jonathan and also sort of like split his character into two what do you think of the idea of giving them twins that are so different instead of just having one kid because Jonathan is a fantastic character in the comics he's one of the best new characters in the comics in in years yeah and neither of these it's not like they just took Jonathan yeah made him Jonathan in the show and then added this other character Jordan yeah neither of these two kids is really that much like the Jonathan from the comics yeah because Jonathan in the comics is not is not a jock in any way, no, right? No, and he's not, and he's not like, he's but he's very also, much like but he's also not socially Kent. withdrawn, right? He's like a better adjusted version of what Superman was like at that age exactly. because he has his father's example to look up to. And he's, and he's draw like, from, yeah. he's just like, and, and it sounds like it, it sounds like a boring idea for a character. Oh, what if he's like this perfect, sweet kid? Yep, 
But it works in the comics, right? Especially when you juxtapose him it's with Damien in the Super Sun stuff, so right? Because he's just like this little turd, right? Right. <laughs> um, but even when, even the stories when it's him and his dad, yeah. like in the in this when the stories where they were living on the farm, <laughs> right? Like he's yeah. a great character, and yeah. it shouldn't work, but it does because yeah. you know you just because he's a sweet nice kid doesn't mean he can't ex- have problems, exactly. doesn't mean he can't learn things, right? Right. And he's got this thing to live up to, yep. which opens up. And his so they powers are manifesting, yeah. So they could have just done yeah. that. They could have just had like a thirteen or fourteen year old kid in the show who was basically jonathan from the comics yep. right mm-hmm. but instead they instead of doing that they split him into and it's not even like a split because I, I was thinking like oh did they did they say oh we're gonna we're gonna take the characteristics of jonathan in the comics yeah. and split them into two characters they they didn't really because they they both kind of overlap in ways and yeah. they're different in ways like jo- like i said like there's there's jonathan is not socially withdrawn and he doesn't have psychiatric issues yep nor is he like a jock and and have like a steady girlfriend and is on the football team and stuff. Yeah. Like neither of these characters are really much like Jonathan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you have them living a perfect life with a perfect kid mm-hmm. and everything, then all the threats have to be external, right? Whereas it has to be about the super villain they're fighting that week, which the comics are. Right. But if you want to make it a family drama and mm-hmm. you want to have the conflict come from within not that to say he's going to have conflicts with his kids right but for them to be to have their own issues and obviously the whole thing with jordan now having superpowers and jonathan not which i also saw coming right um is going to cause a lot of issues because but i'm glad they went that so i want to get your take on that too i'm glad they went that way because if they'd gone the way that every all the characters in the show were thinking with Jonathan, the golden boy, sure. getting the powers, and Jordan having one more thing that he feels lacking, mm-hmm. then I would worry that they're going to do always. Oh, is, is it going to be like Jonathan becomes Superboy and Jordan, he goes down the dark path Ooh. because he feels like, oh, he was cheated out of having powers and he becomes a yeah. villain, right? Like, I don't want to see that, right? Yeah. Now... I guess they could do the opposite now where Jonathan, even though he seems like he's got everything together, gradually gets envious of his brother and yeah. goes down a dark. But I just I Here's don't get I the vibe that they're doing know. that. I don't know. I actually do think that, that Maybe Jonathan's, eventually Jonathan will, will develop exactly powers too, I'm maybe. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that they're both But then you lose that interesting – it is That's an interesting true. idea to have two ki- – what happens if, toy with it What now. happens if you have two kids yeah. and one gets powers and the other doesn't, mm-hmm. especially when your dad is Superman yeah. and you feel like you, you're the heir to that? Right? Like what, yeah. what does that do to a kid, right? Yeah. Especially when you and now it's it's kind of interesting if you're the one that thought you had everything together and you had life all figured out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and now to learn, he seems like he's dealing with it pretty well here. But who knows as so. the story goes on? It's true. Not that I see, not that I want to see this dark, this dark no. tragedy tear the no, family apart or whatever. Yeah, I don't need that. I just drama. think it's less interesting if they eventually healthy. both become. I don't want it. I what I don't want to see. Maybe they'll do it, and maybe they could do it well. I kind of don't want them to do the Black Lightning thing, where both his kids eventually get power, oh, suit up, okay. and become superheroes. Okay. And then it just becomes because then then they're all in this. Not that they haven't they don't have their own family drama on Black Lightning. Yeah. But I don't want it to be about the three of them going out wearing capes, fighting crime every week. I feel like yeah. if this is going to be a family drama, then lean into that. Yeah. And don't just have it be everybody on this show has superpowers and they're working from a bunker and they go out and somebody's on the comms and they've right. got to fight crime and then, you know like yeah do have let this be its own thing which I feel like it is I mean the budget is different the tone is different it's a shorter run it's Mm -hmm. it's like 12-15 episodes like Black Lightning or Mm Stargirl not you know 23 like Arrow or The Flash Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so it's got it's it's got its own focus so yeah but but, sorry so I sort of went on a long way but how do you feel about 
the idea of having them the, have the two kids, one of which has powers. Do you think that was a, a good move? I think that was a good move, especially for the beginning, because like they could still do. I mean, they could still explore for several episodes what it's like, the family dynamic of of what it's like to have one with, one without. They or and then they could choose. You to could get give a couple John. of seasons yeah, out of that, absolutely. and then have Jonathan develop something too. But I mean, it, you could you could also do a thing which would be great, which would say like if you're Superman's kid, you don't have to have and and he shows and what he's trying to teach everyone to yeah. the extent that Superman is actively trying to teach people things right. you don't have to have superpowers to do the right thing yeah. right yeah. so if if Jordan becomes sorry Jonathan if Jordan kind of becomes Superboy or whatever this universe's version of that is but but Jonathan decides to be a hero in his own way yep. right yep. maybe he maybe he becomes maybe goes into politics or becomes a cop or a firefighter and then you get him working under fire chief Mm -hmm. Lana Lang's Mm -hmm. husband there right and so that kind of ties into what's going on there Mm -hmm. like you know and and then they worry about him because he's he's taking as many risks as his dad but he doesn't have powers and then he's like well mom took risks takes risks every day he's falling off buildings left right and center and (laughs) you know yeah. So, but that that could be an interesting Speaking way to go. Speaking of their too. mom, I wanted to circle back to one thing that I really loved about the writing is that when the two boys are together and they're angry at um, at their parents and they know that something is being kept from them and they discover the spaceship, that right there is not just the sons of Superman at work. That's the sons of Lois Lane at work, and I really love, especially yeah, Jordan. Yeah, they smell the mystery. They smell the mystery. Yeah, they I smell didn't the put story. That I absolutely was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's a nod to Lois's character because she was like yeah the the super smell scent that she (laughs) uh the power that she has and i love the yeah to circle back to that i really i i I really love that element in that and i love that they were successful in uncovering the mystery as it were and and you know demanding answers about the ship but i also speaking of lois really like the um story of what's going on with the town and what is the the, the broader story at yeah work. you know the so machinations ha- that she's uncovering she's seeing like a paper trail I keep wanting to say max lord it's not max lord it's, it's not. the other one what is it um oh. morgan edge morgan edge there you go mixed up in my mind yep. which i shouldn't because i've seen them both many many times i know right um yeah we haven't been big. introduced to him yet but he's also a regular on the show so he's presumably gonna like pitch his tent in Smallville and start to ingratiate yeah. himself You think they'll the get town. Adrian Pater for that? Or Pazdar? Pazdar? No, they've recast. So, so this is the thing. So they, they it's, a, it's a reboot. Uh, pretty much everything about, aside from the fact that it's Tyler Hecklin and Bitsy Tullock, pretty much everything about this is different than any other version we've seen. They recast, sure. they recast oh, Sam yeah. Lane. They recast, it's not, it's um, not Glenn Morshauer anymore like it was in those couple of Supergirl episodes. They recast it, John Cryer too. Just well, so no, because you know. because we, we've seen John Cryer post crisis. He's still he's been in Supergirl. This is a different Lex Luthor. Uh, People are okay. speculating yeah, yeah. this is another multiversal refugee. Sure. Um, because no, we, we've seen we we had a whole half season of Supergirl after the crisis, and it was still John Cryer. True. The, John Cryer is not out of continuity. This is a different guy. Yeah. So so he he's called Luthor, but so he's a different version Superman. of him. So. Yeah. Superman is out of continuity. What's going on? I don't know. Well, well, we'll what's see. out of continuity? Nothing's out of continuity. Well, I mean, is, you've got two Luthers, just like you had two Beths for for a few episodes or two. I'm just wondering where Superman fits in with his cousin now. Do you know it's what I the mean? Same way it always did. It's just he has his own show now. Okay. Certain certain aspects of his life have I've been have been rewritten by the written. crisis. Yeah. But a lot of aspects of Oliver Queen's life were rewritten by the crisis too. Like how. Um, 
all the people he knew that were dead were suddenly back to life in that final episode. Yep. Right? Yeah. But everything else about his relationships to the other characters and the adventures they shared, we have to imagine, are still the same. Yeah. It's just that now these people are back, right? Yeah, I'm just noodling on the so not, semantics. We've already seen half a season of Supergirl and what status quo changes happened after Crisis. Lex Luthor was now beloved by the world yep. and nobody knew he was a villain and a couple of other minor things changed. But... That was more or less the same. Yeah. And they even teased at the end of Crisis, like Tyler Hecklin was in that, and they had Lois Lane call him and say, oh, you got to come home. It's your boys. Yeah. Right. Boys. Now we learned that now, there, now there's yeah. two of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the continuity, you know, certain aspects of it have been rebooted. But sure. probably he's all, we can imagine that he had all of his adventures, all of his appearances, not that there were that many, but all of his appearances on Supergirl and the other shows all still happened the same way. Yeah. It's just that now he had these two kids growing up. At right. Home. Like that's that's the change. Yeah. But they did take the opportunity to recast. Right. So they've got um, I forget his name, Dylan, something or other as, um, as Sam Lane now. It's mm -hmm. not Glenn Morshauer, who was in a couple of episodes of Supergirl season one, who I always liked, but I guess they couldn't get him for this. And they've also recast Morgan Edge. It's not Adrian Pazdar anymore. It's a different guy. Mm. So. I don't really blame them for that because those people signed on for like guest appearances. They didn't sign on to be a series regular right. years later, right? Yep. So I'm not surprised they had to do that. So long as you keep Tyler Hecklin and Bitsy Tullock, recast a couple of minor characters. I mean, so far the Arrowverse has been really, really good about not having to recast people. So it's a yep. little bit of a shame to see them have to do that now. But as the universe gets older and older and more characters spit off into the row shows, it's going to be more and more necessary because you're not, you know, you use a character... You're all like, oh, isn't it cool that they... I'm just going to pick a character. I, I don't think this character ever appeared. But it's like, oh, they had... Say they had... Um, well, they had Obsidian in like one episode of Legends of Tomorrow sure. or whatever, right? If, if 10 years from now they decide to do a Justice Society series, you're not going to get mm -hmm. Lance Reddick, mm -hmm. who's now going to be like 90... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... Just you have a guy for a guest appearance. They're not necessarily going to... They're not signing up to be a series regular in a show that nobody even imagined was mm -hmm. going to happen years later. And so mm -hmm. that's the same reason you couldn't get those two actors mm -hmm. now, I imagine. Um, but yeah, but even the relationship, even that's one more difference here, right? Mm -hmm. Last we saw... I mean, I guess we didn't really know, but, but Sam Lane in those few Supergirl episodes was definitely an antagonist character. Mm -hmm. Here... Uh, although we, uh, they hadn't, ca Superman hadn't appeared in the show back then, so we don't really know what his relationship with Superman was. Mm -hmm. But we can infer from his, his how he reacted to Supergirl, mm -hmm. he was not on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. Here, he knows who Superman is. Mm -hmm. He's actually, he still has his objections to Superman, especially vis-a-vis -vis Superman, like his daughter marrying Superman and what yeah. sacrifices that means for her and their family. I right? like that dynamic. But he's kind of, he's, he's, he's on the inside. He knows who he is. Yep. He call. He's got like a little super signal. He has he's one got of like the few signal. He, friend he, signal. Yeah. yeah. He calls him and he comes. It's like mm -hmm. they have. They're like, oh, we should get together for fishing with <laughs> yeah. the boys. It's like, what is this? I've yeah. never seen this relationship <laughs> with Sam Lane. You know, like, <laughs> it's great. There's been times yeah. when he's known who he is. Yeah. But he's always like still the grouch like and he yes. doesn't approve and he doesn't like him even right. really like, I like the instance in the comics where she told him who he is and he just kind of like walks off yeah like and, even before yeah. he knew that Clark Kent was Superman yeah, in yeah. certain versions mm -hmm. he doesn't even really like that his daughter married this dweeb like his, <laughs> yeah, the I only know. thing he he's liked super judgmental, the only thing but that's he, his little girl you yeah, know he's the, gonna be all patriarchal the only thing it. he liked about that was that he got Jonathan out of the deal because he loved true, his grandson but he couldn't stand Clark <laughs> he thought he was way not good but enough for his daughter but I think that's very right? well written for a hard nosed sort of military patriarch yeah you gave to, my daughter about, a, you know a son you're not but, good enough for my daughter but at least you did yeah, this one thing right yeah exactly so, but I'm interested to see where they go with this. I, I have to think the status quo is not, if they're going to be living on the farm, which this is the premise, they're moving back to Smallville right. to kind of keep their family together. Um, 
him he's gonna be logging a lot of miles in that jeep or whatever right like he can't be driving out to the middle of kansas every time he's got like not just like i don't want the show to be like oh we need a bunker where all the heroes gather and like like arrow has or flash or black lightning or like every show they've got to have a bunker and a guy at the desk right or a girl at the desk yeah i don't want this to be that they don't need you know, they don't. I don't need General Lane sitting at a at a bank of computers in the Fortress of Solitude, coordinating the super family. No, bad but, idea. But I also don't know how it's going to work with him driving out to the middle of nowhere, Kansas, every week, every time he needs to brief Superman on something. So I feel like that there's got to be some change to the status quo. I don't think they're going to sacrifice the Metropolis set. I think a lot of the family drama I don't has. Think you're going to gonna see yet. Metropolis very much at Not all. Not a lot, no, but you will. I mean, I Clark was literally fired, and I think the pri- I think the idea is well, that Lois, Lois wasn't. I know, I but I think she's going to be working remotely. But also, I don't she's think go so. If you don't mind a time. minor spoiler, I think that the, I think what what's supposed to happen is that she actually gets a job at the local paper. Which is obviously a big step down for her, but yeah. then again, that's the thing. Like, this is a sacrifice she's making for the family, yeah. and also like, but then she says, "Oh, she smells this Morgan Edge story." Yeah. There is this might be a small town, this might be a small paper, but there's no small stories, right? That's like, right. Yeah. I, th- there's a story here, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I can, if I have to tell it through the venue of the small town newspaper, yeah, you know, because that's the hand that I've chosen to be dealt for the good of my right. family, then I'm going to do it, right? Yeah, I think I, mean, that, I think that that's what they're doing because I remember. I don't think know. I remember this is a digital song. age. I feel like she could fire off two copies, one to the local paper, yes, and one to the Daily but I, Planet. but would the Daily Planet be really interested in a story of this industrialist yeah. milking this small town? Well, sure. maybe, maybe it not. Wouldn't make, maybe it wouldn't be. We'll front see. We'll page, see how they write it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do think that's that's what I read that she's going to be working for like Smallville Ledger, Smallville Ledger, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff we could talk about. We could we haven't talked about Lana or her husband, who obviously mm-hmm. we're supposed to instantly hate, <laughs> clearly, right? But the funny thing is, even there, it's not so bad. And there's such a nice Superman reaction, too, because he sees this very not likable guy, but he's doing an well, honorable job. Well, he's super job. conciliatory no, to him, sure, it's yeah. It's true. No, it's, Lois this is an important doesn't moment. doesn't have the patience stop. with this guy, though. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't either. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not as patient as Superman. Um but no, no, no. I'm talking about the bonfire scene when he sees this unlikable character in a very honorable job doing it proficiently and well and keeping people safe and going where danger is. And he gives him kind of a tip well, of the sure. hat and to he that. thanks him because he just he saved this kid. Too. Yeah. But he was even nice to him at the at the kitchen table exactly. when he was like actively insulting yep. his wife. He was still it's nice true. to him because that's he, just who he is. I know. Um, I know. But still, it's important because like this is a man who has superpowers. This is a kid who has superpowers. And there was really no danger to be had here. But still, he recognizes that this person, this human being, flawed as well, he Well, Jonathan is was there too. Job. Jonathan could have been hurt in the explosion. I, I know. As I could know. a lot of other kids. So, I know. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but uh, but clearly we're not, I mean, this guy sits down, the, the scene that we're introduced, he's, he's like dismissive of his wife. Oh, yeah. He kind of belittles his daughter and objectifies he, her in front of the others. Like, patriarchal and then he's like thing. insulting yeah, no. Lois Lane and her yeah. motivations and yeah. insulting Clark for like leaving, daring to leave Smallville and not bring his acquired skills back. Like clearly we're not supposed to like this guy. No. They put him in the, he's super judgy. They put him in the fire chief job. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're going to develop his character, but they put him in the fire chief job so that we can like, well, he is doing a heroic, difficult, you know, mm-hmm. risky job. Mm-hmm. So he can't be all bad, even though he's clearly like a terrible husband and father. Pretty bad human um, being. Yeah. Kind so, of a rotter, so we're going to, but, but oh, yeah, I mean, a fire, still, fireman is not the kind policies. of job you go into for glory, really, no. even in a small town. Like there's the easier ways too. of getting, yeah. there's easier ways of getting of glory, course. right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like we're supposed to be kind of conflicted about his character. 
Um, do you want to, do you want to, so we've got WandaVision, obviously this is a big episode, but we also have the finale next week. Do you want to wait and talk about the last two episodes of WandaVision back to back? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Cause this one was really great and, but it leads into the next yeah. one really nicely. And clearly the big topic this week was the Superman and Lois pilot, whereas yeah, next true. week we'll just, we'll have the second episode, but I don't think there'll be as much to talk about so we can really true. focus on WandaVision. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. So that's what we'll do. That'll be next week then. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach out, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. On Twitter, we are at smartspodcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash smartspodcast. And our website is www.smartspodcast.com. How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. How about... Ooh. The explosion. Was that the sound of Ma Kent's stroke? Oh, no. No? Okay. <laughs>